Hello, welcome back to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Border and all-around nice guy, Nick Bertopapas. Hmm? Joe? Hmm? Nick? You have entered the Twilight Zone. I, I've, I've entered? Joe? Joe, I can't. You keep, like, in and out. The Twilight Zone? Are you doing this on purpose? No. Is this a prank? You're, you're flashing in and out of recording. That just happened once. No, it happened like five times. Uh oh. I where are we? Is it a place with no shape or name? Um, I mean it, it it could be, but uh to me I am recording in my, my college dorm room. I'm also recording in your college dorm room. Twenty years ago. Ba ba ba. This building didn't exist. <laughs> it was built in two thousand six. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's just another layer of the mystery. Don't worry about it. Mm, mm. All will be explained. But I do love mysteries. Everybody loves mysteries. Nick, this is a this is a complete non sequitur. But um, what do you think the versions of us from uh, the the Ultimate Universe are like? Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so me, I have a goatee and really long, like Peter Parker from that like 2012 run hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like really thick lines on the outside and it's like really spiky. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, like the, the. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I have a goatee. Mm. And I'm always think... making a smirk. I'm always making a DreamWorks face. And... <laughs> I also have a goatee. And I'm just more of an um, apple, I guess. Yeah. I think we, we both would have to be wearing. Wait, early... you would have a mullet, though. Hmm? You would have a mullet. And like only I would wear, have a mullet? Yeah, and only wear black. I guess I might. You would only wear black, for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah. shorter, probably shorter. It would, it would be like very, yeah. very early 2000s fashion mm-hmm. that we'd be rocking. Oh yeah, I'd be wearing, what would I be wearing? Uh, probably like a trench coat, like, uh, like a brown, big brown trench coat, and inside like a, like a shirt with something political written on it, and like green cargo shorts that like go like right. a third past my knee. Yeah, we should we should elaborate that like not what people actually wore in the early two thousands, but like what comic book artists thought they wore in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, I like that we have a similar understanding. Like, there's there's no really like defining traits. I mean, there are, but like, I like that we understand what people might look like in the Ultimate Universe without there being like rules. You know. Yeah, exactly. I think we should dig more into like the characters that we are in the Ultimate Universe. I think like obviously there there's this this undefinable sense of of, of edginess that would be applied to to our characters, oh, yeah, yeah. to us as people. Um, but but we need to to hammer more in that. I I I think there should be like something controversial in our past that each of us has has done, perhaps. Oh, I, I'm uh, or we could just be like, I'm like um, I'm like you know the guy that comes in and like he helps you because you have similar interests in the plot but like you can't trust me um Mm -hmm. because i have a tragic past and tend to do criminal things and like be selfish so like what were we talking about before the sequitur uh we were talking (laughs) what were we talking about i don't remember at all oh the twilight zone yeah 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 so I would come and I'd like help you try to figure out the mystery of the Twilight Zone, but like at the end I'd right, like, yeah. feel your kidney and I'd be like, "Sorry, like 
you got to hustle on the streets, otherwise I'll steal your kidneys. Goodbye. And then I jump out a window. <laughs> I think the most significant difference um, between us and our counterparts in the in the Ultimate Universe is um, we don't have a podcast. We have a, 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 a video show that's like passed around on VHS tapes. Uh, and it's like the the hip and trendy thing in the year two thousand three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we we also play video games, right? And like chat while playing video games. Yes, I feel like we do. Yeah, and, and I mean, and if we if we're keying like fully into the we live, if we're yeah. keying fully into the early two thousands yeah. aesthetic, then I think we just have like one of those gaming web comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like you're also. Like you're like I just I feel like you're a business owner. I don't know. Maybe I I I I don't know. Yeah, like you have a lot more power in the Ultimate Universe, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. I I mean, obviously you have a (laughs) you have a twin brother. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what your twin brother's up to in the Ultimate Universe. I think that's a little too deep for me. I think in the Ultimate Universe we are both the children of Wolverine. That makes sense. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, all of us actually are are Wolverine's kids. Oh, okay. Weird. So we're like brothers, but like we only find that out later, right? Yes, yes. Um, we're we're absolutely like you know initially it hews closer to the original canon where we are where we are unrelated mm-hmm. biologically. Yeah. Um, but later it's revealed that we we have this connection. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it really just erases like the the metaphorical layer of like any of of our friendship, um, and it just like completely drills down. You know. Yeah, that's uh, sounds real cool. Transitioning away from this uh, reality we've created, uh, you have a thing for me. Uh, I do have a thing for you. Um, this is this has been a sort of weird time because we've been out out of out of commission for a little bit, but in in the large span of time we didn't podcast, I watched uh, a lot of old Pixar movies. I don't know why. Well, I guess because Disney Plus exists now, mm-hmm. and I entered the the United States again, and right. so I had access. So I was like, I should watch movies, but like I, I never felt like watching the. I did watch Monsters Inc., but I didn't feel like watching the old Pixar movies. So I watched like Toy Story Four <laughs> and like Finding Dory and like Monsters University. Um, oh boy! I know it's sort of. I was in a weird mood, um, and I only wanted the sequels because I didn't remember them that well. I guess. Um, but yeah. I really like Monsters University. I think it's really good, and uh, I'm going to tell you why. Do you, do you have you seen that movie? I have not. Really? Oh, okay. I haven't. It was um, for whatever reason I didn't see it when it came out. All right, so uh, it's a prequel to Monsters Inc. and the the premise is, uh, it's now it's more about Mike, which is sort of how Pixar sequels go. Um, mm-hmm. So Mike's the main character now, and it's a prequel, and. Mike is when he was a little kid. He was inspired to become a scarer, so uh, now he's going to college. Now he's in college, um, and he worked real hard to get there. And then also in college, he meets Sullivan. Sullivan, Sully. He meets Sully. Let's just call him Sully. And uh, you know, Mike's kind of pretentious, and Sully's kind of an asshole who is just talented and gets by. And uh, they hate each other at first. And uh, yeah, and then from there, the sort of the problem in the movie is that they get kicked out of the program. And they have to prove their way back in through, like, scare games is what they're called. But, like, you know, think Goblet of Fire sort of situation. Like, it's like, you know, it's the games, if you if you catch. Um, yeah. 
so this movie starts out first first half hour is sort of not very funny at all um all the jokes are like wouldn't it be funny if monsters went to harvard and like here are the gags and like <laughs> we used the greek alphabet but made it weird because it's the monster world and like it's it's not very funny and i, w- I just wasn't enjoying it that much obviously it's great to look at but i was like eh, this is okay um and then it half an hour in it gets really funny because there's all these side characters there. They're actually pretty funny. They're like the the misfit group of monsters. They have to train up to win the the games together. Um, and you know, obviously, it's the type of movie where like Mike and Sully have to learn to work together. Blah 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 blah. Um, but the first thing that I like a lot about this movie that I think makes it sort of special is the is the 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 ideas trying to get across. It's sort of like. Uh, part of this movie is like, okay, Mike works really hard, but he doesn't have it. Like he's, he doesn't have the talent, I guess you could say. Right. Um, and Sully, well, Sully's the talent. He's the other aspect of that idea. Um, and the end of, by the end of this movie, the, the conclusion reached, isn't that if you work hard enough, you can get whatever you want. The conclusion reached is sometimes you can't get what you want. Um, and it's just like a really weird, like not weird, but like, I think very applicable and like, pretty real message for like a, a kid movie you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of the time mm-hmm. the the outcome of the movie would be like well if you work hard enough you can you can achieve your dreams and it's like mike can't like mike cannot be a scare he's not scary enough like just factually um and i just think that's really cool and like a really great thing to watch especially when it reaches its like emotional climax where mike sort of realizes that he can't do it and like is a you know is a failure and he can't he can't do it, he can't work around it you know um I just, I, I really appreciate that, that idea being thrown in there. Um, the other thing I like is, um, the way this movie actually also a bit like Monsters, Inc. Like there's multiple climaxes, I guess I would say like this movie just moves very quickly from idea to idea and it doesn't have like one thing going on the whole time. So it starts and it's like, okay, these two have a rivalry and they get kicked out. They got to win. Um, and then uh, like at one point it's sort of only in the middle of the movie he starts getting along with sully um and he's inspired them and then they win they win the, the game sorry spoilers um i guess i <laughs> shit you haven't seen this movie uh i have not <laughs> all right well it goes to a couple different places i don't know if you remember the first monsters inc movie but a little bit like that where the first monsters inc movie it's like you know they're doing okay they get banished there's like a twist like there's multiple twists in this movie and it just keeps it very like exciting throughout. Um, even though it has sort of a depressing ending, like it's a very feel good movie, and it like everything's really pretty to look at. It's like the green campus, like I don't know, it's it's super fun in that way. Um, and like all the character designs, obviously, are super interesting and like really unique for like any movie ever. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it, it's also pretty funny. The second, maybe more than the second half, but it's pretty funny. And the music's really good. It's got this like band music in the background, so you get really pumped. Like even if you don't like it that much, I'd say it's gonna make you feel good. Um, and I, I don't think it's you know I'm not gonna say it's as good as the first Monsters Inc. in any capacity. And it's sort of weird because it doesn't need to exist, but it's super fun and it's got some pretty like heavy emotional moments um, that I think are interesting and also just great to watch. So I think you should watch this movie, Joe. Nice. Yeah, I. I... I guess I'll check it out because I do have this accursed streaming service that we all live with now, Disney Plus. Uh, yep. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, um, I did watch it because they're going to make a new show about Monster Something. And I was like, I've never heard of this. This is right. wild. Um, so I, I just like rewatched the Monsters stuff. It's pretty, it's good stuff. It's good. <laughs> totally like nice, yeah. forgettable in a way. I don't want to say forgettable, but like you forget how good it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think not all Pixar stuff, um, because there is a lot of it that is obviously like really resonant and cool. Um, but I think there is a, a segment of Pixar stuff that is like very charming and very fun, but almost forgettable in that way you're describing. Yeah. Like you sort of, the finding Dory's of the world. Yeah. It kind of like leaps out of your mind and then when you're watching it again, you're having a good time, but it's like somehow you miss it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like Bugs Life. Everyone who has watched Bugs Life has forgotten about Bugs Life. And then <laughs> you think about Bugs Life and you're like, that movie can't be that good. It must be only all right. And then you rewatch Bugs Life. Bugs Life is really good, man. It's really good. The ants build like a fake bird. Like it's, <laughs> it's super exciting. I'm serious. Bugs Life, it's good stuff, man. I have not seen the Bugs Life, but I have seen the ant bully. <sighs> ant bully's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I really hated as a kid, though. Ants with a Z. Sacrilege. That movie sucks. It's so ugly. All the ants are so ugly. I just, I hate them. I want, I'm, and it's like, it's such a weird, it's like not even a kid's movie. Like that movie, have you seen it? It's like, it starts off and it's like World War II for ants. Like that's the premise. Like, Whoa, what? I'm serious. I haven't seen this movie. They go to war and like termites come out or out of centipedes or something. And they like start eating the ants. And it's all dark. And all the ants have like soldier caps on. They have like it's it's terrifying it's, and they're ugly too they live underground it's that is ridiculous not, not a not for kids oh man i didn't like that movie possibly, possibly offensive right do they what where do they go with that oh it's not like i it's not like oh this is world war ii france it's just like okay is dark and like like a real war in a way like i think people i think ants die i don't weird yeah, it's, I guess it's termites. It looks like it's. I'm looking it up now. War on termites. Mm. They've got little helmets. Like it's all dark. Like it's. I just. It's not good to look at. I saw mm. the picture. On the cord. I'm looking. I'm looking. Vamp for me. Aren't Don't, they ugly? Uh, I'm looking at it now. Wow, that's ugly. Right. That's so ugly. I know. It's the whole movie like that. I guess I. I guess I've seen this before. Huh. Um. Not the movie, but I've seen images from it uh that's horrifying i agree it's the worst thing that exists i also hate that it's spelled with a z like why'd you do that is there another movie called ants like you didn't need to do that mm. probably so they could trademark it oh yeah okay so nick i have a i have a thing for you today that also has monster in the title nice. uh what i'm recommending to you today is a internet video series uh called monster factory Okay. So this is this comes to us from our friends Justin and Griffin McElroy. Uh, you may recognize recognize them from My Brother, My Brother and Me, the podcast. Um, I don't think so. Oh no, I've entered a, a weird warp reality. I don't. I don't think I know who those guys are, but I, they sound really funny. Like they do. <laughs> give nice big warm embraces so i'm on board as you were so this is um a a series where justin griffin 
uh, uh, who we know, uh, not personally, but from their, their internet and podcast presences, um, they go into video games and they, they play around with uh, games that have character creators. Uh, so, so, you know, things that let you uh, uh, create the way your character looks. Um, and they use those and often they, they, they will go into the code of the game uh, to, to create something that is, is even more hideous than the game will allow them to create. Uh, and then they will have the, the character roam around in the game for a bit, often the introductory areas, um, or often the, they'll use cheats to, to go into the, the, the broader field, um, and they'll just uh, screw around in the game and create little narratives uh, with these horrifying creations that they have. Nice. Uh, and I think it's really entertaining. It um really so specific, but cool. <laughs> yeah, um, they start out um and they're creating uh, uh simulacrums of of licensed characters. So like one of the first ones they do is they create like quote unquote Garfield in uh in Skyrim, uh, but this eventually becomes Cyber Garfield. That's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's just, you know, really, I think one of the most entertaining things I think you can find on online, uh, just that I, I wouldn't really hesitate to recommend in, in any capacity, which is how a lot of the, the McElroy's content is, which I appreciate. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check it out. I mean, I'm still sort of podcasting through their podcast, but mm. um, and I, I want to listen to all of it. Sorry, I killed a fly. Um, it was it was. <laughs> attacking me um otherwise i wouldn't have <laughs> but it kept going towards my nose and that needed to be dealt with so um so mm-hmm. um what I, I forgive you yeah no i'm trying to go through all the podcasts of theirs so i might take me right while, this, but... this ridiculous thing you're doing where you don't start at the most recent episode of this podcast that has almost 500 episodes and instead you go through uh one by one I'd like to start at number one, Joe. That's where I like to start. And uh, it's been good so far. I'm really, I'm I'm in this community right now that doesn't exist anymore. Um, And I get inside jokes that no one is thinking about anymore because they happened like 10, how many years ago? Probably a couple. Uh, About 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Okay. Um, Well then, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny how like I know how many shirts they're selling at the time and just like things like that. But like that's not real anymore. It's it's a mm. little like it's very private for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, I like that. I'm sure they give warm embraces, uh, so that's good. I like I like how you have your own little intimate connection with the the McElroy Media Empire. Yeah, in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it grows right. I know they have like comics now or something, right? Uh, yeah, they they. So, do you know about the Adventure Zone? It's a D and D podcast of theirs. Yes. Uh, yeah. You. Uh, yeah. I've talked to you about it before. Yeah. Um, so they are making graphic novels that are adaptations of those. Um, you know, uh, don't don't spread this around, but I don't think they're very good. <laughs> I doesn't sound very good. But um, I don't know. The podcast is phenomenal. Um, the original the original season of it is um, really I think one of the the best things i've ever listened to in that medium uh i i cannot recommend it enough um i think the adaptation has a very good arc 
sorry, very good art, uh, but it loses something in the in the transition process um, since it's a very straight adaptation in ways that I don't really appreciate. Yeah, like the, it's 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 so strict in that like pretty much every line of dialogue, every every joke from the podcast is is copied over to the book. Um, which just feels unnecessary at a point, and like it, it, it feels as if we're not fully utilizing the graphic novel format. Okay. Nice. I, I don't I don't mean to, to criticize really McElroy's or yeah. or or Carrie Peach, the artist who I think does a phenomenal job. Like like the actual art in the book is really really good, um, and I'm I'm so impressed with like her efficiency. Um, I just think like the the adaptation work that is done. Uh, in those books is not my favorite. Uh, that said, I, I, you know, I'm obviously a big McElroy fan. All right, it's cool, man. I'm probably not going to read those, um, but I'll, 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 I'll look at them eventually when, uh, when I catch up in the timeline. Yeah, they've also like written a few books for Marvel um, that I have not really checked out. Um, those might be more interesting. Nice. Shall we? take a trip to distant lands we shall nice that was my harp i'm ready now so nick i have a question for you yeah are crabs robots like in what way is a crab a robot (laughs) I, I i guess i understand that bimo is not a crab but i don't understand why bimo is not a crab (laughs) Thank you, Joe. I had forgotten about that. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so that's a quote from um, a set of Adventure Time episodes, which, what did they call them, miniseries when they aired? I don't quite uh, Yeah, I suppose. Where it's like, not Adventure Time's usual, like, one-off, you know, one episode's one thing, uh, and it's like an eight-part story. And they did a couple of them through the years, uh, but we're going to be talking about, I think, the second one, which is called Island. Yes. Um, and it focuses on Finn's past, his human past, which has been teased since like the first season of the show and is finally sort of fully explored, fully explained, even in flashbacks um, in these eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I want to know, like, you know, right off the bat, what are what are your major impressions of these? Um, you know, I know we've both seen these like multiple times at least. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I think what I like best about it is tracking Finn's emotions through the journey because, you know, obviously it's sort of a mystery and by the end of it, you know, Finn understands and we understand what happened to him. But what I like is sort of the stuff before then where, you know, he's nervous about going and it's clearly more important to him than he's letting on. And I like that he has to go through like little character arcs in the episodes before to to get to the point of finally getting the explanation um and i think that works really well and i i just like you know i like the idea of like a character arc that's not adventure times usual where it's like slow and sort of scattered but just in a series of episodes and i think it's really effective um Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of my favorite things and i also think that the actual like flashback episodes are nice and like not disappointing in any way. Like that's a that's a fine good story for Finn's origin, I guess you could say. Oh yeah, I mean my the flashback episodes are actually some of my favorite parts of this series. 
um, just because we we do get, I think, really satisfying answers for a lot of the questions that we've been asking, uh, at least in the background for a lot of the show. Um, like, the, there's nothing where I feel that things were left unresolved or that, like, there, there's just, you know, stuff we needed to know that we don't know yeah. or things that don't make sense. Um, you know, I'm really happy with, like, Susan's backstory, um, for example. Yeah, I think that made a, made a lot of sense. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it made sense because that's something they teased a long time. Like, even, like, that was probably the first season, second season, Susan Strong episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice way to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always really enjoyed like that 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 Finn arc we have in this. Um, just I, I I wish it were a little more concrete. Um, just in like I I, I want to know a bit more about like what we're exploring, if that makes sense. Because we have Finn, uh, and at the beginning he's he's really invested, even though like he doesn't quite let it on in in like in in, in investigating like his past um, and his ancestry. Yeah. Um, and while we do obviously find out like what what Minerva and, and Marty are like and what led them to to you know have Finn and, and what led to like Finn's circumstances in the show mm-hmm. um, and like even what human civilization was like um, you know we, we don't get quite quite as much like Finn's connection to that in those last couple episodes. We just sort of see him like kind of bouncing off what it presently is. Yeah, I I guess I see what you're saying. Um, I it's not a, a huge little, problem like, I have with it. Like when he's what's her name, Olga. That's probably not her name. The old Olga. Ah, nice. Um, I feel like I wrote it down. <laughs> nice. Um, I feel like that island and like him looking at that is a good way of like, hey, you know, it's sort of that's like one outcome. Like he still is holding out hope, obviously, but like that's his reaction to the outcome of like total destruction, like. You know, there is no human civilization. Um, yeah, because for like, you know, obviously the audience doesn't think that is what's going on because, um, you know, it's only the middle of the series. Um, but like for him, that's like kind of what he thinks might be going on for that episode. Yeah, and I, I like that, and I, I also like sort of a similar thing where you know, Bemo's virtual like Matrix Island uh, is sort of another possible outcome, um, where. It's like ignoring the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he didn't have much of a reaction to that, but whatever. Um, and they both are kind of building to what we get in like the actual version of, of humanity or like the, 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 the island where most of humanity is congregated. Um, like the, those two instances do build up to that thematically because we do have this idea of, of a people that is sort of hiding from, from whatever reality is. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's this negotiation between what is real and what is false in those previous episodes. It also comes up because um, Minerva, Finn's mom, has created like this kind of artificial society. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is sort of the ultimate conflict of the you know, between Finn and his mom in the end. Um, so. Right. Which is, which is good because it's all about like him becoming an adult and becoming independent. Yeah. Um, which I really do. I, I, I like it. And in a lot of ways, like 
even though this happens in like season eight, I think, um, and the show went on for like technically 10 seasons, even though like that categorization is kind of artificial. Um, yeah. Like this is one of Finn's last huge moments of growth, I think. Um, um, yeah, I, I think there's a little beat in the next sort of right after this one. Um, right. Where he's like, well, it doesn't matter. He's going home and he's worried about his responsibility. Um, that sort of thing. But I mean, like, you know, Finn is like 18 in this season, in this arc. So it makes a lot of sense. Isn't he, um, huh? isn't he 17? Okay, 17. I'm pretty sure he turns 18. Or no, he's he's 16 in this and then he turns 17 uh, just before the finale. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, then he's 16. But, you know, it's it makes sense for him not... Like, yeah, it's been a, many seasons, but it makes sense that it took so long for him to sort of have a, a bigger arc in becoming an adult and being more independent, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those great, like, Adventure Time things where, where the pacing is incredibly organic and very true to life. Yeah. Um, you know, even though answers aren't immediate, they are, like, typically eventually forthcoming, and uh, they, they arise in a way that I think is... Um, very imitative of of is that a word <laughs> imitative of uh, of of life <laughs> sure there's probably a better word but yeah yeah um yeah i mean besides that it's like it's just a good really good set of episodes like the ones where it's sort of finn and the gang adventuring like really funny like uh the locations are cool i like that they feel sort of outlandish even though we are already used to like ooh which is you know crazy and there's no rules um, mm -hmm. i like that these islands feel a little bit further away from home um yeah and I, they do a really good job of that especially with the island that alva is on where it's just yeah. you know it is very foreign but in a, a very different kind of way than we're used to exactly yeah I uh, because it has like you know those separate zones of weather the weird technology mm -hmm. um bemo's world like bemo's virtual world that was wild for me like everything I, I said it was really like abstractive and like it looks sort of like cubism a lot of time it's like super cool i really liked looking at it mm -hmm. yeah it's really cool um one of like the only major problems i have with this series of episodes is is um the second episode uh uh whipple uh, I think it's called um, driving dragon. He's a probably <laughs> yeah. He's a happy dragon. Yeah, you don't like that one. Yeah, it's not that I don't like it. It's a perfectly fine Adventure Time episode. Yeah, um, it just feels completely detached from like everything else going on in the story. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And this has been my complaint like ever since I first saw this uh, this bit. Yeah, I don't it's know. Just, I think it's so far from like thematically from what we're doing, and like it does technically advance the plot a little because we find out that Bimo is hiding on the boat, and we also like sort of get to a point where uh, the characters can be separated. Yeah, um, but I feel like there are more organic ways to do that. Um, I'm okay with it because it just felt for me it, like set it set it so it feels like the rest of the islands feel far away. It feels like more of a journey to get there. Um, and like you said, it sets up them being separated. Uh, yeah. So for me, it was just like, yeah, it makes sense that this would take a little longer and there's like this side adventure in it. 
you know? And I think it has some stuff of Finn being, does it? I, I don't quite remember. It probably has some stuff of Finn, like, being more nervous than he's saying. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it does. They yeah. have they have the bit where, you know, he can't exactly follow a map uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, the map bit. That was funny. Jake turns into map stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I liked... I liked all. The, I liked Bimo in this a lot. I feel like Bimo got a lot of good moments um, from like mm-hmm. following them to like Bimo's. I I never know. Like, was it in this one? I don't remember. At one point, Jake Jake's like, "He's our son." <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's really funny. I you 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 remembered a good one with the crabs. <laughs> um, do you remember anything else particularly funny? I like Jake's interaction with humans. <laughs> Um, cause it felt a little bit like Jake was in our world. Like not quite obviously, but like just a little. And that was fun for me. I like BMO being like a muscular hunk in the virtual world and like his funny voice. Oh yeah. Um, oh, you know what else is really good? Um, there's this guy when they first get to the island in, um, episode seven, uh, and Finn's like, uh, he goes up to a random guy and he says, Hey, do you know where Minerva is? And this guy's just like, um, incredulous and he's spouting exposition he's like where's minerva <laughs> yeah that's pretty good too i mean it's funny it's always fun what a ridiculous question yeah um one more thing i want to talk about is there is one episode where it's like totally flashback and it's just like finn's parents their love story uh totally oh, yeah. I, there's a little song in it I fucking love it uh, oh dude i love that song yeah it's just like a really just like it's like a good 10 minutes and it like for me, just like really perfect showcase of like Adventure Time's ability to be so powerful in such a short amount of time. Um, yeah, that that flashback episode um, where we find out about Minerva and Marty is is one of my favorites in the whole show. For I sure. think. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so like quietly powerful in a lot of weird ways. Yeah, um, and it feels more real even than a lot of the show does. Um, or, or perhaps not even more real, but more grounded emotionally. Yeah, for sure, yeah. It's more like narr- like point A, point B narrative stuff, you know? Like Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, my one big problem with this series, which I guess isn't your one big problem, but my one big problem is sort of like, I wish that Finn and his mom could talk a little more, because like, they do, and it's implied that they do. And Finn's like, I want to stick around and hang out with you because you're my mom, but like, I got to go home eventually. And I think that's a good good thing to have. But I wish I could just see a little more of their dynamic outside of the plot, you know? Um, because it's yeah, really good. Especially since this is... Huh? I mean, beyond, like, you know, she shows up at the end of the show, but, like, um, this is, like, the only time that they talk on screen. Yeah. Like, like, and they have the conflict, which I think works really well, but, like, Adventure Time is so good at those, like, quiet moments where, like, two people are just hanging out, like even for 30 seconds and like getting across their relationship really well. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we're missing that. And I, I understand like, like I'm thinking about it as like, where does that fit? You know? Um, but I, I did miss it a little, especially since like, it, it's like building up to this big, like Finn reuniting with his mom. I don't know. It just feels a little short for me. Yeah. So remind me, I always forget when I watch these episodes, um, so in the season six finale, what happens to uh, Finn's dad? Oh, um, season six finale. I don't remember the seasons exactly. 
what happens to Finn's dad? Like ultimately, I don't. I mean, oh, it was the finale. You're right. Okay. What happened was it was this comet that was being built up for a while, and Orgolorg, and they went to space. Right. Uh, and everyone was in space, and Finn's dad had been in space for a bit, anyways. I think. And Orgolorg, or no, the comet is like they defeat the bad guy. The comet's like an ultimate being, and it's like, hey, Finn, like, um, do you want to become an ultimate celestial being? And Finn's like, mm, I like my flesh reality mm-hmm. too much. And like, I'm too attached to my flesh reality. And then his dad's just in the corner. He's like, I'll do it. And then they just poof away. And that's it. Right. So that's what happens. It's kind of weird. Okay. Huh? And that is, that is post Finn losing his arm, right? Yeah, because his dad's responsible for him losing his arm, right? Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to tear it off his dad. He sings that song. And he's like, I'm going to tear my arm off my dad. Like revenge time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Finn. Also Black. a great song. Martin is a great character. Um Yeah, he's he's interesting and I like that we get two very different people for Finn's parents. They're not like one unit. We 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 see them separately in very different contexts. Um and they, they have they get to drive the story in their own different ways. Yeah, and I like the way um this makes Martin a little more likable because he clearly loves his kid in this and like yeah you know at least like one point you know like before he went off into space and stuff yeah Um, yeah so it's it's nice um really good miniseries i really like it when adventure time is these longer things um and a lot of times i sort of wish they did Mm -hmm. more but you gotta love you know the one-off stuff also so yeah it's good i mean i guess we're we're getting that in a weird way what? Um, with the with those um, epilogue episodes that are coming out on HBO. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Man, when is that coming? Yeah, right. Yeah, later this year. Wild. That's wild. There are there are four of them. They're all they're all like an hour long. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be the craziest thing. Ever. Um, so yeah. apparently they do have a lot of the original team back. Um, like Adam Muto is back. Nice. Um. So I'm excited for that since I was really concerned that it seemed like when it was first unveiled, it seemed like a lot of the people from the show's crew like were not coming back. Um, but it seems like, you know, pretty much everyone is back. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. I, I thought so, but yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, there's, yeah. um, there's a mini series right after this one that I, I did watch a little bit. It's also... Um, what's it called? Elements. I actually only watched it, I think, once ever. So it's really good for me to rewatch. And I, I really like the format of it. In, in this case, it was like mini series, one episode, and then mini series again. Um, and so for a big, like a good chunk of Adventure Time, it's like, like plot, like lots of plot. And uh, I dig it. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw another recommendation there. Watch that too again. If you, how many times do you think you've seen it? It's good. Uh, elements, I maybe have only seen the once. It's really good. Maybe twice? It's, anyways the weird thing it does is like like we were talking about how in this series like the sets or not the, like the settings feel like distant even though adventure time is really random um mm-hmm. and what this does is when they go home like home is totally different and like they, yeah they just do a good job of that too and i'm really impressed with the with all the like the color and like i don't know you'll see it but again you probably remember like mm-hmm. the slide like everything is just like more extreme and it's it's like a little uncomfortable and i just think they did a really good job with that too yeah you're absolutely right cool so you want to move on yeah
Okay, so today, Nick, um, as we do every week, um, we're we're uh, we're we're going back, um, and we're we're looking at the 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 wiki pages for some U.S. presidents on the the Marvel database. <laughs> nice. Let's start with our our friend Bill Clinton. Oh, so this guy's got a short history. Um, okay, so uh, his his first appearance, obviously. Black Panther number six. Uh, what? Enraged by a statement released by T'Challa and the quote-unquote mouthing off of Everett K. Ross, Bill Clinton chased Ross around the White House with a hockey stick during his presidency. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> the Daily Bugle ran an article sometime after this which claimed that Daredevil and Black Widow teamed up to save Clinton's life from Stiltman. What? <laughs> Powers, none, comma, human. Is that it? Is that the pain? His affiliation is the Democratic Party. <laughs> His base of operations is the USA. Nice. Marvel Wiki sucks. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's so behind, and I always find like little inaccuracies. All right, next president. Okay, so um, I'm I'm jumping ahead to Barack Obama because he's one of the tabs I have open here. Right, uh, better I remember that. Yeah. So so as we that. know. Yeah. Hmm? I thought I didn't remember that. I remember. Yeah, I think everyone remembers. Okay. Yeah. Um, as we know, uh, Barack Obama served as the 44th president of the United States of America. Blah blah blah. Who cares about that? Uh, <laughs> Barack was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, as a young. <laughs> Sorry, there's there's bad grammar here. As young Barack, sorry. Once young Barack and his mother were saved from the hate monger by Nick Fury and his son. What? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Um. So, you know, so obviously, obviously, they mentioned when, when Spider Man uh, uh, saved his inauguration uh, from the chameleon. Uh, we all know about that historic event. Yep. Near the climax of the siege of Asgard, President Obama recognized that Norman Osborn had gone out of control and eventually allowed Steve Rogers to deal with Osborn and the United States military to attack Hammer. Following the end of the siege, Obama abolished the Superhuman Registration Act. He did that? Steve Damn. And, Steve Rogers. <laughs> and appointed Steve Rogers as America's new foremost law enforcement agent. Really? Interesting. Roberto da Costa Sunspot would later impersonate him to trap the maker. This is uh, cool. This is all really cool. Yeah. Um, um, nice job, Obama. You know, his base of operations is, of course, the White House. <laughs> <laughs> is the, is, are the, like the sections different from Bill Clinton's page? So like this one. Yeah. Like... <laughs> base of Holy shit. Powers and abilities. He can command the American army. Is that what it says? He is the leader of the American people. Goddamn Marvel Wiki. <laughs> How come it's not consistent with Bill Clinton's page? <laughs> you know what would be really funny? If um under the powers and abilities page, it was just like one of those AP Gov charts they give you of like the different powers of the American government. Yeah, that'd be good. The checks and balances. Checks and balances yeah. Powers. Under paraphernalia. There's just a tab that says transportation, and it's just Air Force One. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's really great. 
thank you for opening that that window to the Marvel Wiki for me. Um, I will I will never go there when I don't have to. Mm-hmm. It gives me chills. Yeah, it's a bad place, a bad bad place. Yeah. Uh, anyways, would you would you like a wise quote? Oh, I would. Okay. Um, this week's wise wise quote um is um everybody was kung fu fighting, and uh, do you know who said that actually? Was it the kung fu panda? Uh, it wasn't the kung fu panda. Everybody was was kung fu fighting. Is a song by. CeeLo Green and Jack Black says this, but that doesn't sound true, actually. Um, hmm. I mean, Jack Black it's, did um, play it's, uh, the Kung Carl, Carl Douglas, yeah. It was a re- released as a single in uh, 1974. That sounds more true. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, prob- they probably used a cover by CeeLo Green and Jack Black. Yeah, but that's the first thing that popped up when I Googled it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I think CeeLo Green does have a cover of that song. Anyways, I, I don't really get it because it's everybody was kung fu fighting, but all the best quotes have something to think about, you know. So why don't we munch on that mm-hmm. for a while? Yeah, I think I think we should munch on that. Okay. I used to be kung fu fighting. Well, everybody used to be kung fu fighting, but no longer. I don't. Maybe. I don't know. What's Carl Douglas trying to say? Thank you for listening to Out of Our Heads, a pop culture podcast from the minds of Joe Bortner and Nick Protopapis. You can contact us at outofourheadspod at gmail.com. Uh, my Twitter handle is at joby underscore draws. You can read my webcomic Aeronaut at jobydraws.com, where we update every Monday and Friday. Um, as always, Nick has nothing to promote. Might change soon. Who knows? Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It would really help out the show. Bye.